Welcome to Author Your Dream, a podcast dedicated to helping you as you fulfill your dream of writing and publishing a book. Welcome back to the Author Your Dream podcast. I am joined today by A.K. Mulford, the best-selling fantasy author of the Five Crowns of Oakworth series. Mulford lives in New Zealand with her husband and two children, writing fantastical new worlds and making ridiculous TikTok videos. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about is TikTok. Because this is something I will, will be straight up front. I am, I have a account, an account with TikTok, but I am not on TikTok. I do not know anything about TikTok. And I reached out, I'm in this group for called TikTok for Authors. And I reached out and I said, hey, I'm looking for somebody who's doing really well on TikTok, who's getting getting great engagements and the people in, in the group, and if you're listening and you're from that group, thank you so much, because they gave some really great suggestions, and, and A.K. Mulford was one of them. So, Ali, I just want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for coming on. I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, as always, I'd love to start out by hearing your author journey. Yeah, so it's a bit of a twisty path to authordom, as I think a lot of us are. Um, But I was one of those kids who always was writing, you know, I think like a lot of us were. Um, But then I always had other jobs. I flirted with the idea of becoming a full-time author um, quite frequently over the years, but I actually have a background in primatology. So I was living in the jungle. I was rehabilitating wildlife. I wasn't really, you know, filling notebooks with stories, but wasn't really thinking about writing. Um, and then it was about 10 years ago that I started to become kind of a self-publishing hobbyist, basically. Like I'd read all the books, I'd listen to all the podcasts, I'd do all the courses, but still thinking, oh, you know, maybe one day, maybe when I'm retired, you know, but not right now. And then I had kids. I have two little kids who are three and five. And like many of us, when the pandemic hit, I think a lot of us were seeking something to do creatively and having some sort of creative outlet. And it was at that point where I realized, you know, I want to do this. I really want to make this thing happen. I have all these these books that I've written that I had been kind of practicing on and and had all these five-year plans of what I would want to do if ever I were to publish. And um, I thought, okay, now's, now's the time. Let's do this. Um, and uh, yeah, that was about a year ago. Um, and I published my first book in uh, August of 2021. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of, you know, I homeschooled my kids. It was either three and five now, but it was a lot of 4 AMs, uh, at the kitchen table writing before they woke up in the mornings. Um, and I think that's when I knew I really wanted it. You know, I really wanted to make this thing happen. And I think when you're willing to wake up at 4 AM and write on your kitchen table in the dark, you know, that you want to make this dream happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's so relatable. You know, I shared earlier that I have a three or sorry, I have a four, a seven and a 10 year old now. And like I if discovered that my writing time is not the morning because I'll get up like I'll get up super early, five o'clock and they'll get up. It's like they sense that I'm awake and they'll just be like, hey, dad, what are you doing? I'm like, 
trying to write. What are you doing? <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it was like this awful game of chicken where, you know, you keep waking up earlier and then they keep waking up earlier and earlier and earlier. But now, now that the first book's out, uh, my husband and I have a little bit more of a system where he does the mornings and I get a little bit of time in the morning to write. And then we kind of swap when he starts his day. So um, I'm able to kind of uh, protect that writing time now, but that wasn't, wasn't always the case for sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. And that's such a, a great example of having a good support system. Mm. You know, I have a fantastic wife who understands that, you know, I need, I work better late at night. So I'm like, okay, uh, you need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll go. But, you know, so it's so great that you have that, you know, and, and if you're listening and you're trying to find that time, you're juggling, you know, home and work and kids and, you know, life then definitely have a conversation with your support system because I'm sure like like Allie and like myself, you can work something out with those people who love you and who want to support your dream. Can you give us just a quick idea of what TikTok is? Yeah, sure. Uh, TikTok is a social media platform that's video-based. So people create short videos of content, and that can be things like, um, you know, it originated mostly with people dancing or lip-syncing to, like, fun audio and sounds. And now there's creators making just about any kind of content you could imagine, everything from, you know, like swordsmiths to historians to uh, just videos of people popping balloons. You know what I mean? There's just about everything you could possibly imagine, kind of like YouTube, but it's a much uh, shorter video. It's usually uh, 15 seconds, although you do have the ability to film up to three minutes now. Um, but these short little snippets of videos and people get to see them and interact with them and comment on them and you can follow other content creators and um yeah it's this fun little video-based ecosystem okay and i know like instagram started out as a just a photo mm -hmm. platform but now they're starting to go a little bit more video because that's the trend for things so mm -hmm. it differs it from it in that way um uh, what made you really go after TikTok? What made you get into it? Well, I had started off like many of us thinking I was I was too old for TikTok. I, you know, my nephews, my teenage nephews were on the platform and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm too old for this. But then more and more people started sending me these funny TikToks of creators doing things. And I thought these were hysterical. And for me, you know, I have ADHD. I have a very short attention span. And these short little snippet videos were like my language. I understood them and I liked seeing people's faces and hearing them talk and um and yeah so I just thought like this is this is just super fun and so I kind of got caught up in TikTok as a viewer and then I you know when I was starting to think about publishing my first book that's when I really started feeling more encouraged to create a profile and actually start posting videos myself okay and did you have any reservations you mentioned one before about being too old but were there any <laughs> other ones that you faced well, I think it's just I, a lot of us are, you know, creatives and kind of introverted. I think a lot of authors, you know, we'd, we're a little bit shy. We don't want to put ourselves out there that that way. And so I was just afraid I'd, you know, make these videos and people would just laugh at me and say, you know, like, go away. Why are you here? Um, and so that was kind of like my biggest fear. And then the second I started posting videos, I was just 
overwhelmed by how kind the community is, how many uh, authors are on the platform and and just connecting with people who just love books and talking about books. And I thought, oh, like, here, here they are. This is the community I've been looking for. And um, and it, all of my fears were kind of like um, relieved really quickly. <laughs> oh, that's really good because I know it's something that I'm – I'm hesitant to do, but I, I also just got on Twitter mm-hmm. for so long. I was like, oh, I hate Twitter. I'm not going to do Twitter. And then I had a guest on and he was talking about social media as a whole. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you should really try it. <laughs> so I, I'm exploring Twitter now. But yeah, so but I'm a little hesitant now for a lot of the same reasons that that you're mentioning. And I'm sure, you know, all the people that I've seen in the author groups were like, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to put myself mm-hmm. out there. You know, mm-hmm. so if these are your reservations, you're not alone. No, <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about TikTok too, is that there's filters as well. So you can just have like the face of a panda if you want, you know, <laughs> like you don't even, it doesn't even have to be your actual face. You can have star stickers on your cheeks or, you know, like good fake lighting you know and um there's filters for just about anything you can make whatever version of yourself you want to and I think uh the platform is very much kind of more skewed to people who aren't doing the flashy you know great lighting and hair and makeup and these like you know beautiful presentations that I think you see on other social media platforms where we feel this expectation to create the most elevated versions of ourselves on TikTok. It's really like, you know, most of it is almost all my videos are me wearing a sweatshirt, you know, no makeup on. I have my hair in a greasy bun and I'm just lip syncing to funny videos. And those are the videos that take off and people connect with, you know, so it's not like you need to be presenting yourself in this, you know, beautiful, elegant way in order to connect with people. It's more just about connecting with other readers who are in their own sweatshirts and messy buns who love reading books, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be this beautiful, flashy graphics or anything like that. Oh, that's that's really good and encouraging. <laughs> so why do you think TikTok is such a good social media platform for authors? I think it's one of the social media platforms that still has a lot of organic reach. You can still directly reach readers without having to, you know, kind of pay to play like some platforms more and more. And there's still a lot of potential and possibility to have a video take off as well. You know, like there's definitely content creators who will have small accounts with small followings who get a lot of views on certain videos that they post. So there's still a lot of um, organic growth in that space, but also it's the platform that everybody's hopping onto right now. You know, I think that they've had what, like 40 billion downloads of the app or something since 2021. Like there's just about, just about any niche you could imagine is on TikTok. And if you can tap into the people who like your kind of books in the in those niche groups, um, you can find like a really active readership on the platform. So it's a great way of connecting with readers. And also they get a little bit more of an authentic version of you as well. You know, they usually see your face, you're usually talking, they can interact with you and kind of get more of a sense of you and your personality, your sense of humor, things like that. So it's a little bit more fun and playful and I think kind of intimate in a way. And then there's also a lot of authors on the platform, which is incredible. And, you know, I think we all need 
writing groups and support and other author friends when we're starting out and having people we can ask questions to and things like that. And so having other authors there as well who are incredibly supportive is another just kind of awesome benefit of that platform. Hmm. That is actually a really great point. I mean, all of that was great, but the one that really sticks out to me is like the importance of having that writing group. Mm. You know, we talked earlier about talking to the people that love you, but these are people who know what you're going through. People who understand that, you know, you're having to juggle all this stuff, understand that, you know, sometimes you write a sentence, sometimes you write 5,000 words, you know, and these are people can relate and you can connect to and can support you. And no, actually, as I'm talking, I'm just thinking about like, I haven't joined a, any of these writing groups, but the podcast is almost like my own writing group because the people that I've had on have been fantastic. And, you know, I mentioned before that I, uh, I'm not a big fan of hearing my voice recorded yeah. and the first couple of like couple of months I'd hear my voice. I'm like, do I really sound like that? And I look at my wife, I'm like, how do you handle me? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, you're just used to it. And, you know, you pick up like little things, like I'll say little with D's. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? It's little. (laughs) But so as I was listening and overcoming that stuff, I was also learning a lot from all of my guests. You know, Mm -hmm. I've learned so much from uh, from plotting to character development to marketing on social media. And it's been an incredible journey. And I I hope that for, for everybody listening that, you know, it's been something that's been of value, something that has added something to your writing journey and helped you get to that next stage or, you know, get to that next chapter or whatever it is that you're you're doing in your own writing journey. And I know that you have a podcast and it's called Indies Fully Booked. Will yeah. you tell us a little bit about that, please? So Indies Fully Booked was a podcast I started with my co-host, K.L. Morrison, who's also an author on TikTok. And uh, we actually met through TikTok. We had just kind of uh, messaged on each other's video, do you want to go live on TikTok together sometime? And we just got chatting. And it was one of those things where you meet a like-minded person and you realize, oh, we could talk for hours and hours and just keep going. And at that point, we were like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but do you want to start a podcast? And she's like, yes. And so it it all just kind of took off from there. And uh, yeah, that was about eight, nine months ago. And uh, we've had about 50 episodes out now. And we have a lot of authors from TikTok come on the show. And it's kind of like just getting together. We have a lot of people say it's kind of like um, when you go out to get coffee with a writing friend, you know, it feels like you're just chatting with a group of other writers. And I love that we can kind of be in people's ears when they're writing at home and have that little sense of community that, you know, a lot of us are quite isolated and have very solo jobs. And so being able to kind of have that connectedness, I think is really special. Oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question. Okay. But I'm going to expand it out to your top three. What are your top three favorite episodes? Oh, no. I know. It's a hard (laughs) one for podcasters. Oh, gosh, that is so hard. We've had so many amazing guests on. I don't know. I don't don't make me pick. I can't I can't pick. We've had some really great like deep dives into different things too. I will say um 
most of our guests, we ask for, you know, like their advice for aspiring authors. And that is, that is some of my, my favorite episodes is hearing, getting to hear like these insightful answers from them and, and the wisdom that they share. Yeah. I love how you answered that without actually answering that. (laughs) I should have been a politician. (laughs) (laughs) So I will have a link to your podcast on the show notes page. So anybody listening, it's Indies Fully Booked. Go check it out after you listen to the rest of this episode. (laughs) Uh, But you can also find it on the show notes page and I'll, I'll link that to it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, my pleasure. I love supporting other authors and, and getting the word out there and helping aspiring authors, which sounds, you know, it sounds like it's a really great, you know, copesthetic. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking about Twitter and Instagram and how they use yeah. hashtags. Yeah. Does TikTok use hashtags in the same way or is it different? It does use hashtags, but not quite as as they're not quite as important as on other social media platforms. Um, the hashtags are there for you know trends and sounds, or if you're trying to say hashtag book talk, which is the kind of area of TikTok. It's kind of like TikTok has all these little worlds like author talk and book talk. And so you can have those hashtags within your videos. But I think more than anything, it's the sounds that you're using that are quite often the things that get pushed out. So if you're using a trending sound um, on your video or you're lip syncing to a song or using a trending sound to do a cover reveal or something, that sound itself is kind of like the equivalent of using a hashtag. So that is pushing the video out in the algorithm to different viewers. So I think, you know, most authors like to do a lot of A-B testing. And I think it's the same with hashtags where you kind of have to post similar videos with different hashtags until you find the ones that are working for you. Okay, no, that's really good. Um, you mentioned book talk, and I, I so mm-hmm. I've heard so every time I hear TikTok, at least in the author community, every time I hear TikTok, I hear book talk. Yeah. Do you talk a little bit more about what book talk is, and then maybe share a few more of those small worlds that would be relevant to our listeners? Sure. So, uh, book talk is kind of an umbrella term for any content creators who are reading books, reviewing books, writing books, creating cosplays about books. Um, it's basically just a, a group of people within the TikTok world. In the same way, there's you know there there's knitting t- talk, you know, or like Lord of the Rings talk, you know. There's like very specific communities, witch talk, and you know all sorts of different things. So, so um, book talk is quite a big community within TikTok of, of readers and authors. And then within that book talk umbrella, there's like a lot of kind of subgroups of people who, you know, it might be uh, indie book talk or romance book talk or author talk, which is like, you know, pe- authors of, of book talk, you know. <laughs> and so there's kind of, you, you can basically like add talk to just about anything and create a, a group of people for it. <laughs> okay. And is this where people would go to find their audience, their, their people mm-hmm. who are looking for the books that they write? 
Yeah, definitely. I think when you first join the platform, you have to kind of train the algorithm to show you the kind of videos that you're looking for. So um, on your FYP, which is your For You page where you scroll um, through videos, you can find all sorts of different videos. And at first, they won't really make sense. They're just kind of showing you everything in the hopes that they'll you'll like it and then the ones that you like or comment on or watch to the end it starts showing you more of those and slowly you get more and more videos that are about uh books or about fantasy or about the things that you want to see but even more than that even outside book talk itself there's a lot of other opportunities to engage with people that might like your books in other parts of the kind of tiktok world so you know, for example, if you write fantasy and there's somebody who is, uh, you know, a sword historian, you know, that might be a great person to be following and interacting with and commenting on their videos and duetting their videos with your videos, um, you know, or if you write cozy mysteries where you have uh, an apple pie recipe in the back, then, you know, duetting videos about baking and and content creators who are making apple pies would be like perfect for your readership and your audience. So there's a lot of opportunities even outside just the books themselves to be uh, engaging with people where your readers might be. Okay. I love how we're getting uh, down and dirty with the lingo, FYP and duetting. (laughs) So what is duetting? Yeah. So basically, if you see a video, usually the function is available, but sometimes uh, creators will have duets turned off. But basically what duetting means is that you can have side-by-side video of you reacting to their video or interacting with their video. So if I made a video of me singing a silly song, and you saw it and wanted to duet it, you would be able to then create a video of your face and my face and my video side by side um, of you reacting to my video. And so then you can, that video will show up on your profile and on your page. Okay. And when you are thinking of ideas and, and content, because you, you, we've used content creator a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of authors who, especially who are unsure and don't, I mean, that's kind of, that can be a scary word. A content creator? What? what? I don't want to do that. What kind of content do you like to create and what, what do you find works the best? You mentioned a few that, that worked really well, but is it yeah. all focused on your books? Is it all focused on just having fun? You know, mm-hmm. might be a lot of questions in one, but we'll, <laughs> no, no, we'll skip good. them out. <laughs> I think that it's really important to know kind of who you are, what your personality is, what kind of videos you like creating. Um, And so, you know, some people have really like sassy, snarky videos or cool book graphics. But for me, I'm kind of a goofball and I like messing around. And also I am a mom and I have two tiny children who are usually screaming in the background of most of my TikToks. So you'll see almost all of my TikToks, apart from a rare few, are me lips thinking to another person speaking. So a trending video or sound. So you're not actually hearing my voice in a lot of my videos. And that's just through necessity of the fact that there's like the wiggles playing in the background, or usually most of my videos are playing when it's we're watching cartoons on the couch is when I kind of will batch record uh, my TikToks for like a whole week in, you know, five minutes, I can do that because most of the videos are under 15 seconds, you know, so um, it doesn't take a lot of time to create these, these little short 
snippets of video. So, but most of my videos are usually me doing trending sounds. So that could be someone talking or um, music playing and, and I'll lip sync to them and then try and think like, how can I make this about being an author? You know, how can I make this about writing? And, um, and so it's kind of like a fun little game when you hear, um, a sound in another video to go like, how, how could I make this about what I do? You know, <laughs> maybe it's my character uh, saying this like funny line about missing their bed, or maybe it's uh, me as an author, um, you know, searching for typos or, you know, whatever it may be. And just thinking, how can I put my own little spin on that to make it about uh, being an author? So that's usually what I do and kind of the content I like to create. And then also I'm very mindful of how I want my followers to feel when they're on my page. So for me, I always want people to feel, you know, happy and excited and, you know, maybe silly and a little bit goofy. Like, you know, I want them to see my face and know that it's probably going to be something like funny or lighthearted or at least at the very least welcoming and have them kind of be in on whatever joke it is um, because that's my personality and that's how I want people to feel. So I know that all sounds like very daunting <laughs> for a lot of people, but actually it's quite intuitive for a lot of authors. We already are doing this with our writing. We're thinking about how do I want the reader to feel when I write this passage? What is the reaction I'm hoping that they'll get out of this? You know, when we're writing blurbs, we're thinking about how can I hook people in from the very first sentence? How can I keep them engaged right the way through? You know, so we're just translating those skills that we already have onto a video blurb a video-based platform. Oh, I absolutely love that little piece of advice right there because oftentimes when you're creating something for Twitter and Instagram, you're thinking, oh, what can I share? You know, what's going to be good? You're not thinking about the user experience. Mm. You're not thinking necessarily, I mean, you may, people might, I don't. <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh no, I got to post something. What do I post? And I, I've heard from a lot of other authors who are like, I just, I don't know what to post. So I just put something up. So, but taking that and kind of switching it around and saying, how, how do I want my audience to feel? What do I want them to, to see? How do I want them to be excited? Do I want them to be happy? Do I want them to be inspired? Mm -hmm. And thinking of it from that way is such a great way to kind of help you create more focused content. Absolutely. And know what to filter out too, because I think a lot of us and especially younger authors grew up putting their whole lives on social media. You know, mm -hmm. we're used to sharing everything, the good, the bad and the ugly. And so sometimes we don't always think about that when we just are like having a bad day and want to just post a rant or, you know, something online. Um, and so having that little filter of going like, how do I how do I want people to feel? Is this meant for my readers? Is this actually for my audience? Or is this maybe better served in, you know, texting or critique partner or, or a friend? You know? Yeah, no, that's really good. I have a friend. So me, you being from America originally might be able to understand this culture is different mm. all over the world. And sometimes you get these culture clashes and it's really frustrating. But you can't just go complain to the people in that culture and be like, oh, I can't believe you do things this way. It's so stupid. You can't just do that to the to them. But if you have somebody who's close to you, who's, who you trust, then you can rant and say, mm -hmm. you know what? I hate that they spell color with a U. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't always hate that they spell color with a U. 
It's just today it's really annoying me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, exactly. My most recent one was we have we have a toaster and the bread is longer than the toaster is deep. So <laughs> the the top is always sticking out the top. <laughs> and like like I asked, I wanted to know. I really wanted to know. So I asked my British friend and friends in a very nice way. I was like, hey, why does the bread not fit in the toaster over here? And then to my friend, I text, I am so irritated that the bread <laughs> never fits in the toaster. <laughs> That is exactly it. That is the difference. It's like, um, you know, I might uh, text to someone being like, oh, I really don't want to write my newsletter today, you know, but I that would be something that I text to a friend and then a TikTok that I might make would be something like, oh, I was really sleepy when I wrote my newsletter today. So, you know, keep an eye out for any typos, you know, um, and so it's that difference. It's the same, same sentiment, but flipped into something like funny and lighthearted. And it's for the people who are, are there and subscribe to my newsletter instead of me saying it to somebody else who, you know, like if, if somebody was watching my video of me going, Oh, I hate writing newsletters. Um, (laughs) you know, people that I've asked to sign up to my newsletter, that would be really like mean of me to make them feel that way. You know, like it would make them feel like I'm wasting, you know, they're wasting my time. And mm. so I would never want to like do that. That wouldn't be something that I would want to put out there. So it's just thinking about how can we, you know, you can do tongue in cheek things and, and make funny cheeky videos about, you know, being tired and um, you know, for the words have lost all meaning, meaning with how many revisions you've done and things like that. But, you know, everybody's in on the joke there it's for your readers and and they're welcomed in on the kind of fun of it whereas you know the flip side of that might be you messaging a friend saying i'm exhausted and and i can't read this book one more time and you know help me um and so those are you know the kind of difference of audience for sure (laughs) yeah definitely so i am i'm wondering for when you create content, do you sit down and do you plan out your content or you do you get inspired or do you see a video and say, you know what, I like that. Let me see what I can do with it. Yeah, definitely. So I'll, a lot of times I'll be scrolling through videos and I'll hear a sound and I think, oh, that sounds fun. Like, I wonder what I could do with that. Could I take that sound and make something about writing or my book or, you know, things like that. And so, um, especially if it's a sound I've heard frequently, like if I've heard that sound used two or three times in in one, you know, session sitting, scrolling through TikTok, I know that that sounds popular right now and it's trending. And so I want to kind of hop in on that sound while everybody else is using it. Um, and so then I will usually take any sounds that I hear that sound fun and save them into my drafts on TikTok. Um, so that I can then go back to them later and either like lip sync to them or make a funny little video with them. Um, so I'm kind of keeping an ear out for any sounds that I might want to use. Okay. And how long does it take you to kind of go from the idea to actually having a video to produce? Quite often, I'll even record the videos without knowing how I'm going to use them. So if I'm sitting on the couch with my kids watching cartoons, you know, I'll hear a sound that sounds fun and I might just lip sync to it right then and there, you know, like five, 10 second video um, and then just save it into my drafts without knowing 
how how am I going to use this video about somebody saying this random thing? And then later I'll think, oh, I could I could say it's about this, or I could be, you know, me when I when I'm writing the final battle scene, you know, and it's just like, you know, someone going, no, or, you know, making a funny sound. Um, so I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to use it for when I, when I record it. Um, and so I'll just kind of batch some of those videos together and then have them saved and ready to go for when I want to post the video. So I actually don't go into TikTok at every time that I post, find a video, record the video, post the video. I usually, a few times a week, will just be seeing what my friends are doing and and scrolling through uh, TikTok and hearing some sounds, recording a few sounds, and then saving them and then posting them throughout the week. Okay. And is this recording and saving all done within TikTok? Yeah. I, there's some people uh, who have all like the flashy, cool things of, you know, like ring lights and the, you know, cool editing software and things. But TikTok is, is very intuitive and it's easy to use and you can do it all within the app itself. So, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to be good at, at editing or making those flashy graphics. No, I'm I'm terrible with technology. My, my husband's a computer programmer and I've just over the years have become worse and, and worse subsequently because he does all the tech in our house. So I, I'm hopeless. So if I can do it, uh, you can definitely figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. So how can aspiring authors build a readership before that their, their book is released? Yeah, I feel like, a lot, you know, we get that advice as authors and then we go, okay, well, what does that mean? What do I do? You know, and um, I think TikTok was the perfect platform for me to start to establish a presence on because it was very intuitive for me. I liked making silly videos and I just loved the people there. They made me smile. I always felt like happy. It never felt like I had to be there. I enjoyed interacting with people. And so I started just making funny videos about writing and my schedule and my life and just, you know, inviting people to kind of come along the journey with me, asking questions and things like that. And then over time, that started to translate more into, you know, letting people know about my reader magnet, letting them sign up to my newsletter and, and start to establish um, a following as well off of the site itself. Um, and so by the time uh, my pre-orders went up for my first book, I had, um, you know, a bit of, amassed a bit of a following on TikTok, you know, a couple thousand people. And so there was people to tell, you know, I wasn't kind of like shouting into the void. And so I think I made, you know, I, I don't think I've ever made a video that has said, buy my book, you know, or, or do this thing. Um, no, like command based words, but a lot of my videos still have calls to action in more subtler, gentler ways. And I think people who are using TikTok and that platform specifically are quite sensitive to the hard sell uh, compared to other places where you could put up a cool graphic and say like pre-order now, you know, like that yeah. works on other platforms. Whereas on TikTok, it doesn't really work for the platform itself. So instead, I would do things like uh, when the pre-orders went up for my first book, the trending sound was Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> and the first <laughs> intro to that is Let's Go Girls. And so I just did a video of me lip syncing to that um, with uh, my pre-orders are live. And I think I got, you know, a couple hundred pre-orders on my first book. So that was like 
I couldn't believe it because I thought, you know, like I was really prepared to just be kind of, um, you know, like pressing publish at midnight and hoping maybe one person might read it. So um, doing things like that, thinking of fun and creative ways to let people know about what's going on. And instead of selling to them, sharing with them, sharing your excitement and what's going on. Yeah. Hmm. That's great. And is that how you boost sales as well is just doing videos that in that just engage and encourage and not hard sell. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people to their credit can, can do that, but it's very just inauthentic to my personality. Some people can, you know, like say like, buy this, do this, all these things. And that works for them, but it, it, it does not work for me at all. And it just doesn't feel good to, to me to do that. And you can actually be just as successful not doing that. So that's what I, I choose to do, but usually I'll make a funny video about like, um, you know, uh, there was one of like Emma Thompson laughing and saying, don't be ridiculous and and the heading over that I put over that was um when people tell me I can have two love interests in the snow and not have to take their clothes off and warm each other up you know <laughs> and, and I say like, don't be ridiculous and it has my book cover there you know next to it and that got you know many thousand views and I noticed a very clear boost in in sales that day um just from that video so I I never said go buy it I just you know, I'm letting people know you're going to get this in this book and this is the cover. Um, and, and that worked just as well. Oh, excellent. I love that. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about your personality and knowing who you are and what you want to produce. You know, does your co-host do similar stuff for you mm-hmm. as you, or do, do you guys do different and come at it from different angles or? I feel like, you know, Kate and I were talking about our different kind of brands and and she definitely has a little bit more of that kind of like sassy snark to her. And, and it's very kind of like, you know, um, that little bit sharper. And I think her videos convey that and it feels very real to her and her personality. And I think that people engage with that because they know it's it's her. They know they're getting her personality from it. And I think that whenever you see content creators who are posting videos and you go, that's so you, you know, like that's so you and your personality, you've taken the sound and twisted it into your exact way. Um, it just feels more real and more fun than them trying to recreate somebody else's personality, you know, on the platform. Now, you've mentioned a lot about finding and saving sounds. Mm. and hashtags for sounds and stuff like that how do you find these sounds how do you save them so you can most of the time i find the sounds just through scrolling through my for you page which is like the first page that will show up on your um tiktok account when you sign in and it will you can just scroll through video after video um and so most of the sounds i find that way but you can actually also uh search trending sounds so there will be uh tiktok has a list of the the songs and the sounds and the trends that are going that week and you can actually search through them and find the ones that are um, popular but usually I will just if I hear a sound that sounds like fun I'll save it regardless and if I hear one that I've seen two three four times I know okay this is popular right now I'm going to try and do something with this sooner and prioritize the sound over over something else okay and just search is that the I'm looking at it right now so I can yeah it's it's to the left of the plus to the the middle of the bottom 
There's a little trending. Okay. So it's the Discover? Yes. So, all right. Okay. There, yep. And then it's got all the, those different hashtags. Yeah. So Storm there's Eunice's. hashtags. There's sounds. <laughs> and it's relevant to your area, too. So sometimes, uh, like for me, I'll have to scroll through a few of the Kiwi ones because most of my audience is in, in New Zealand. About like 80% of them are in the U.S. So mm-hmm. I won't be doing like Kiwi summer hashtags necessarily, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, then there's also like globally trending ones that are in that as well. Oh, excellent. So if you're on TikTok and or you've just signed up for TikTok, that's where you find these these sounds and you just scroll through it. And it it is definitely uh location based. Storm Eunice is <laughs> number two. And Storm Eunice is, is uh we've just been battered here in the UK by that massive storm with up to 122 mile per hour wind, which is crazy. Yeah. Um but it is definitely so it is location based and like Ali was saying, just scroll through and and just explore and and see what it is. And I love that part of your thing isn't just throwing up videos; it's going through and seeing others and mm-hmm. looking at videos that that are that you like that that pop out to you. And do you engage on these with the other creators? Yeah, definitely. So if it's somebody that I'm following or am friends with um, on the platform, I'll like their videos and comment on them or, you know, like say something funny and, um, you know, appreciate the the time they took to create those videos. Um, and I think that also then shows people like um, the algorithm that you like those kinds of videos, like you like seeing videos of other authors or you like seeing videos of funny books book talk creators. And so then the algorithm is going to show you more videos of funny book related content. So you can get quite specific feed of videos that are relevant to you and the things you're looking for. I will say though, you, I do sometimes get caught in traps of, of, of liking and too many videos of like machines crushing things or something, you know, <laughs> slow-mo videos of things, you know, and, um, and then all of a sudden not my entire TikTok page is just <laughs> videos of machines <laughs> crushing things. So that's something to just be aware of is that whatever you're watching the most is what you're going to be shown. (laughs) Allie, what are some of your top tips for beginners when they're making engaging TikToks? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked a little bit already about thinking about what we, how we want people to feel, um, creating like authentic calls to action within your videos. So letting people know where they can find things without, you know, necessarily going on and like pitching them your book or selling to them. Um, And then also I would say, keep it brief. Think in the same way that we think about blurbs about like, how can I hook people in from the very start? And um, until you've kind of mastered the 15 second video, especially speaking, uh, wait to use the one minute or even three minute functions because TikTok is a very quick platform and it it doesn't have a lot of time for like long pauses and, and drawn out thoughts. People will usually have scrolled on by then. So think what messages you want to have, think how succinctly you can put them. And unless you have like a hook in the title that you've put over your video, like I could post a three minute video if it said over my head, like that time that I was attacked by a lion, you know, (laughs) like people are going to stick around and listen to that whole three minutes because they will want to know that story. Um, But unless you have something that's like, you know, or cover reveal, maybe like that would be a good one because then that title is already like hooking your 
um, audience in. And the goal with TikTok is to get people to watch the whole way through and hopefully engage with your video. So the shorter your video is, the easier it is to get them to watch the whole way through. So um, another great way to hook people into a video is actually just using the sounds themselves. Then you don't even have to really do the titles or have like the catchy words if you're speaking yourself because people have already heard that sound and if it's a sound that has like a cool transition when the beat drops or something like that they know that's coming and so they're going to wait around because they want to know what's going to happen at the end of your video so you've already let the sound kind of do the work for you and sounds like that are fantastic for building hype. So let the music and let those sounds build hype for different things for you. So if you have a cover reveal or your pre-order's gone live or you want people to sign up to ARCs and things like that, not talking and just having over, over your head like... Um, you know, your face, I'm super excited to tell you. And then the beat drops and your uh, cover is revealed. Uh, my pre-orders are live. Um, that song has done all of the hyping for you. Like people by the end of that song are just like, yes, you know, I'm so excited. I want to go check that out. In the same way, you know, when we hear our favorite songs at a party or something, we just get really excited and want to sing along. That music has already done the, the excitement building for us. So really lean into that because that's a really great way to kind of convey tone without having to speak. Oh. That is so good. And it is so true about music. You know, we, we've got a Alexa and living on a prayer came on. Yes. Flashback <laughs> to every middle school dance I've ever been to. And I started from the top of my lungs and my kids are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, when the chorus of that song comes up, if somebody had like in a movie trailer, like, or a book trailer or something where it was like, and then the cover shows up right at that, like, epic moment, you know, um, that anthemic song, you're going to feel like, oh, I really want to read that or I really want to watch that movie. Like this, this is this is meant for me, you know, and um, and you've already created an emotional reaction to it without having to, like, say anything at all. Hmm. Excellent. So, Ali, we're getting close to our time um, and I know you've got kids and I really want to respect your time. Uh, so what is one piece of advice that our listeners can take and put into action after listening to this episode. It can be on TikTok, on writing, whatever that is for you. I think um, one thing that has been really helpful for me and I think is worth doing is taking time to just sit down and write down what do you want your relationship with your readers to be? How do you want to make them feel when they watch your videos or see your Instagram posts or read your TikTok or read your Twitters, Twitters? <laughs> This shows how much I'm on Twitter, your tweets. Um, you know, how how do you want people to respond to the content you're creating um, and your brand as a whole? You know, is it excitement? Is it silliness? Is it, um, you know, uh, drama? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are what are the things you're hoping people will feel like if they could think one thing at the end of um, seeing your Instagram post or your TikTok, what is it that you would want them to feel at the end of that? Um, and, and have a little reflection on that. Oh, excellent. And there is a book that you so for those of you listening, I always like to have it's your first time, I guess, if you've listened a while, you know, <laughs> But I always like to promote 
um, my guest book if they have one. And you have said that you would like to promote the High Mountain Court, and that's your your book one in the series. Will you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. So the High Mountain Court is a romantic fantasy. It follows Remy, who is a red witch and hiding in a world where red witches are being hunted. And um, she is discovered by a handsome fae prince who needs her help. And she might be the only person who can help him. And they go on a you know, quest together and adventure ensues. And yeah, it is a it is a fun fantasy adventure. Oh, excellent. And if you are interested in reading that, you can find it where? Uh, the ebook is in Kindle Unlimited, and the paperbacks and hardcovers are at all major online retailers. Excellent. And uh, as always, I will have a link to that on the show notes. Oh, and page. the audiobooks. <laughs> the audiobook just came out as well a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So now they now it's available in audio too. <laughs> So you got Kindle, you got paperback and hard hardcover, you said? Yep. And audio. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. So if that sounds like your kind of book, you know, head on over to Amazon or wherever you buy your, your physical books and audio books and check that out. Where can people connect with you if they want to? Sure. Well, my website is akmulford.com. You can find me on TikTok at akmulfordauthor or on Facebook at akmulford.com. 